the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. <gasps> we have no will, Tammy. I think he's run off again on the big gay boat ride. <laughs> I think he's had a big gay picnic. <laughs> he is at a big gay picnic. He's really, like, enjoying milking the, the last of the sun in Portland. The little bit of sun he can get. <laughs> um, so we had to get the two uh, most special of special guests this week. Returning guests, it's uh, everyone, it's your friend and mine, it's Brad. Me! <laughs> and then we also have, who could we get to match Brad? If we're going to get a pair of, of podcast giants, who could possibly <laughs> match with Brad? So we got Matt. Woo! Hi! <laughs> I'm straddling the podcast world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I asked Mark Maron, he said no, so I got you, Matt. Well, uh, I'm nobody's second choice. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Mark Maron can go away with all his cats and stuff. So, <laughs> anyway, this week we are talking about episode uh, eight and nine. But first, I've got quite a bit of news for you guys. So, let's go into that. Firstly, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Matt, have you seen it? Uh, I have not. How far did you have to go to see it? How far did I have to go? Not very far from home. um, Because there is a cinema that's like literally a mile from my house. Uh, Hmm. The main reason why... Well, they titled movie then. Exactly. (laughs) Well, as we said last week, it was a real homecoming. um, Going to the cinema that's near my house. Yeah. But it was great. I loved it. It was great. I loved the after credit scenes. Brilliant. I loved Mysterio, particularly when he uses his powers, um, you know, to go full Mysterio. It was great. I was like, oh, fishbowl head. I love him. He's great. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I agree with Tammy that it felt like two different movies. And the second movie, I think I enjoyed more. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but that is is my review. So, in other Spidey-related news, have you guys heard the latest rumour about the third Spider-Man film nope. in this trilogy? Mm-hmm. So I They're think... making another one? Jeez. Oh, oh God, I'm just teasing. Go ahead. It's like Spider-Man films are popular or something. So, um, I think this is just a... I think this is just wishful thinking. I don't see this happening. You guys tell me what you think. So, the latest rumour, which seems to be... There's no sort of hard evidence for it. It it just seems to be from the fact that at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, and I won't spoil anything, but um, events events happen where there might be the need for a lawyer in the future. Um, The rumour seems to be that Daredevil will be in Spider-Man 3. No, no. Which, yeah, is my reaction. But this is is kind of happening everywhere because people are saying, well, you know, if the film's not going to come out until probably 2022, which I don't know where they got 2022 from, from, um, 
And that would mean that the two-year um, ban on using Daredevil is up, so they could do it and blah, blah, blah. But also it's they like... Could, but they won't. <laughs> they won't. And also, if you have a situation where a lawyer is needed, I don't get why... They're, they're, that massive weight in between films would kind of... I think go against it as well. So we shall. And the way Spider-Man: Far From Home ended, I don't see there being a massive no. gap like that. Um, so, but that seems to be the the thing that everyone's saying. But we we shall see. But in other uh, rumours about the movies, um, they are there was recently some inactive um, Facebook pages discovered. Um, so not in use at the moment, but have been created and people believe that this might be um, uh, a little clue as to the films that are going to be coming up in phase four and that Disney and Marvel have kind of set up these Facebook pages and they're going to announce something at Comic-Con. So the ones that people have found are uh, Black Widow, obviously, Marvel's Eternals. Both of those make sense. We know that they're making films of those. And then these are the other ones. Uh, Marvel's Ironheart which is, if you guys don't know, is a character, Riri, Riri Williams, who became like the new Iron Man because she reverse-engineered an Iron Man suit. And Robert Downey Jr. has been very vocal that he would like Riri Williams to appear in the films, so that's a possibility. The Young Avengers, or Young Avengers Official is the name of one, and they keep saying about doing Young Avengers. And the other one is the Dark Avengers, and another little rumour about this one is... So people think there's going to be this Dark Avengers film. And another little rumour is that in the comics, the guy who kind of created the Dark Avengers and got them all together was Norman Osborn. And obviously people keep thinking that Norman Osborn's going to come into the, into the films. However, the latest rumour is that it won't be Norman Osborn. They're actually going to bring back Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2, which was Sam Rockwell. I don't know why, though. I don't know what you guys think about that. No. Oh, yeah, it why? seems a bit weird that they would bring him back. Like, you know, he was in, like, the third... What, the third? No. Like, what, the fourth film of the MCU ever made? So, who knows? Um, and then he will he will somehow put together the Dark Avengers. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but I just thought I'd tell you guys that, because that was rumours that were going on. I feel like it's so unlikely that... Disney and Marvel would like drop these Facebook pages just out of nowhere mm -hmm. with that just doesn't make any sense like yeah. maybe the ones of movies that have already been named to be you know in production mm -hmm. I guess maybe but even that's really far fetched yeah so and especially that they would be inactive pages like uh, I, I don't know. None of that makes sense. I think these. Yeah, because because anyone could just set up things. one to say that. So yeah. yeah. But you know, we're all about it's the rumor, Facebook. the rumors here, I guys. You know. One. Yeah. Yeah. Let's oh, let's set up in some. Fact, in fact, maybe I did. Ooh, <gasps> Ooh Tammy. <laughs> uh, speaking of rumors, I mentioned last week. I think that there was a big rumor that David Harbour was playing Ben Grimm, the Thing, in the Black Widow movie. And he was interviewed uh, for Stranger Things Season 3, and he said he is not playing the thing. And it's just, it was misconstrued because he liked using the word thing a lot. <laughs> Which well, I thought was great. <laughs> great journalism there. <laughs> However, he could be, he, he could said, also be he fibbing. playing the thing. Yeah, he could also be fibbing. Um, you know, we don't know. But um, 
But yeah, apparently it's because he likes saying the thing a lot. So I'm now going to start just putting random, you know, words in in things, and you can uh, in sentences, and you can assume I'm playing those characters. Because why not? Yeah, you say Daredevil a lot. Does that mean I do you're say playing Daredevil. Daredevil? I am playing Daredevil. I'm yes, I'm currently. Uh, uh, going, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going currently uh, researching how to blind myself for the role, you know, and uh, to research it. Really going to get yeah, into go researching. Re- go real deep. Go yeah, real deep. Real Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in my favorite bit any, of news as well. Are there any oh. plans? What? Well, I, question: Are there any plans to bring Venom into the Spider-Man universe? Uh, I don't know because I think it. Oh, I don't know. I get I get a bit sad thinking about the stuff going on with Spider Man because I've heard so many things and one one thing I heard was that if Spider Man Far From Home doesn't reach a certain amount of money it's gonna go back to Sony, which I don't think is the case. But I think Sony are getting a bit cocky with their films and it's more likely they're gonna they you know, they're gonna be emboldened by the fact that Venom for some reason was a hit and um carry on doing their own like little spider-man universe they're doing the mobius film and i think they just want to get spider-man back and put him in those films without realizing that a big part of the draw of the spider-man in the mcu is he's in the mcu yeah so are you saying everybody's not gonna flock to see morbius the living vampire the movie starring jared leto oh brad why why is Jared Leto's still a thing. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> I don't know. It's just me who does not care for him at all. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, and in my favorite bit of news this week, have you guys checked out the auction for all the Marvel Netflix props and costumes? Because it is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I might have spent three hours looking through it um, at work, at work, because of all the delightful little things that were in it. So, for instance, you get the usual stuff. Like some of the stuff, I mean, all the stuff is insanely priced. If you want to get a, a Nelson and Murdoch business card, I think they're projected to sell at like $200 for a business card. Oh. That you could just get, you know, you could get it printed. Um, <laughs> they're selling, they're selling uh, Mary's post-it notes from Iron Fist with Good the grief. little notes that she wrote. They're selling those. They're selling everything. Um, some stuff is like really cool. Like they're selling the full Daredevil costume. They're selling all the outfits. So any outfit you saw Karen Page wearing, Tammy, you could buy. Uh, any outfit you saw Joy wearing. Um, they're selling the full Daredevil costume. I think is projected to sell for like fifty thousand dollars. But here's some of my favourite items that I saw: uh, shade shades, so you could own shade shades. Okay, I do want those. I yeah, want shade shades. <laughs> you could own the swear jar from Luke Cage. You could own Misty Knight's arm. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. You could own the sofa, which Matt Murdock bled on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you could own the little tapes that um, uh, Dex uh, ripped the tape out of in, in Daredevil Season 3. Basically, just go and buy a tape and rip the tape out yourself. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing, guys. <laughs> um, you could own... The, my two favourite items are... The little family photo of Frank Castle and his family from Daredevil Season 2, just because they're all sitting around a picnic looking really happy, and it kind of makes <laughs> me laugh, because it's just like, I love my life, I love my family not being dead. <laughs> so I kind of want to win that. 
But my favourite, favourite thing that you can buy is you can buy the stunt microwave that featured the star, in fact, of the famous hallway fight scene from Daredevil Season 1 that got logged at a guy's head. You can buy that stunt microwave, guys. Wow. So, just go and check it out. It's There's so much stuff, it's a delight. I was surprised you couldn't buy Joy's bag of M&M's. Oh, that is surprising. (laughs) That was an important bag of M&M's. Exactly. The the whole season unraveled with that bag of (laughs) (laughs) M&M's. Um, so, wait, so where is this that you could get this? Moviepropstore.com, I believe. Ah, okay. Yes, if you search for, like, Marvel Netflix auction, you'd be able to find it. And are any of the, like, any of the proceeds going to anything in particular other than somebody's pocket? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't see anything of that charity, so probably not. (laughs) But I, I would be, I mean, some of the stuff that has bids on it, I am shocked at, like, you know... There's, there's stuff that would be really cool to own, like the little Nelson and Murdoch sign. Um, and there's yeah. a lot of like really cool stuff to do with Harlem's Paradise would be nice. It's weird because they're only selling Luke Cage, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist and Daredevil. There's nothing Jessica Jones or um, Punisher or Defenders, which wow. is kind of odd. Yeah, which I thought was odd because my, my friend Rowan was like, oh, can you get the dragon bones from Mike Defenders? <laughs> I was like, even if you could, where are you going to put them? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but check it out, honestly, because it's it is quite amusing seeing all the stuff. Next to your castle of grey skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so with that, that's all the news for this week. Um, we are talking about episodes eight, which is called Camera Friendly. Uh, that one is described as when Salinger posts a video teasing his next crime, Jessica responds with her own media play. Jerry demands that Malcolm identify the masked woman. And episode nine was, aka, I did something today. Oh, sorry, I should say, episode eight was written by Scott Reynolds, directed by, ready, Tammy? Our old pal Stephen Sergic. Oh, yay! Yay, we love him. Uh, And episode nine is called, aka, I did something today. Uh, Written by Lisa Randolph, directed by Jennifer Getzinger. And description of that is, after a shocking blow, Jessica is forced to choose between protecting Trish and destroying Salinger. Jerry seizes a chance to get back in Kith's life. So, Matt and Brad, what are you? What are your thoughts on this season so far? Because I know, Matt, you said nothing Nothing much was happening. Uh, yeah, nothing's going on. <laughs> what do you mean? Dorothy's dead. Huh. Yeah, finally. And actually, that was finally? One of my... Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, I like... Dorothy a lot, and uh, I did predict that she would be dead by the end of the season, so I didn't think it happened so soon, though. Mm. But every episode, I was like, oh, she's gonna die. Yeah, they're making her very central to the show. They're gonna feel really bad about it. (laughs) You're like, but I won't. Spoiler, I I did say (laughs) when that happened, because you know, Dan's watching it with me, and then Josie's rewatch because she's already seen the whole thing, so mm-hmm. she's now rewatching it with me. And I, <laughs> when Dorothy died, I was like, "Oh no! Now they're both orphans." Oh, oh no. we are all orphans. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Matt, uh, Brad, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm liking it so far. Um, I'm glad we we're finally acknowledging that Jerry's the villain that she has been the whole time. <laughs> um. 
Also, just for the record, um, you can buy Diamondback's costume. You can! <laughs> for between $1,500 and $2,500. Oh. Man, actually, you wear it out and about, yeah. You can get, like, all the full-on ninja costumes as well. It's kind of amazing. That's it. I'm going to get Diamondback's costume and just wear it around downtown Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Next dapper day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So let's start off with Jessica, as always. So Jessica gets woken uh, by Jillian. Um uh, and uh, news from Costa, the hair was found in the corpse's hand, um, but they can't get the body out of Whopping Yurt due to Trish being in the bulletin, because Trish is an idiot. Um, that's totally what he said. And that is costing, I put, it's costing Costa's clout. Try saying that three times. Uh, and we uh, we then, f- <laughs> so yeah, I, I have to ask now, Brad and Matt, what are your thoughts on Trish this season? Because we've had some some thoughts on her. I I don't really have a problem with her. I I don't know. I got I got no strong feelings. Mm. Mm, gripping. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate so many other characters so much more than her. I can't. Who do you hate? So you hate Jerry. Jerry can fuck off forever. What about um, new Malcolm? Malcolm, yeah, he can take a bolt in the skull too. Like <laughs> uh, we got we got rid of uh, um um. Crap, what's her name? Uh, who? Kith? The mother, yeah. Oh, Dorothy, yeah. Dorothy, yeah, Dorothy's dead, so the one down. So I'm, um, now if we can get rid of, uh, Jillian and... <gasps> no! Mm, I yes. love Jillian. What about, yeah. um, Eric? Is he the new Oscar? Will he maybe die by the end of the season? Because <laughs> you didn't get your wish with Oscar. No, I... <laughs> He died on the show, meaning he went away and just nothing to return. Oscar lamed his way out of the show. (laughs) Um, I think Eric's just too. Eric's such a sad sack. Like, he's a sexy sad sack. He is a sad sack. Uh (laughs) I feel like Eric's storyline is done. Mm. I don't know why we would need to see Eric again, but I did like when he crawled into bed with Jessica or she with him and she's like he's like you're uh, like a soothing presence just being in your goodness is Aww. good for my you know psyche and soul and whatever Aww. which is great because she always feels really down on herself I know all the it was time. lovely so to have someone say like I, psychically I can feel that you're a good person is sort of a validation that she needed so I really like that moment Oh, it was adorable uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously Trish um, oh, has, Trish. has so, messed things up for everyone. Trish has been a little whiny. Yes. Definitely. But Jessica has also been a real bitch to her. So uh, the two of them are just, they are like sisters. They really are exacerbating each other. Yeah. Their, worst, their worst qualities. They, they really are, are picking at each other. They bring out their worst I, qualities. I find them both irritating. I don't find Trish any more ir- or any less irritating than Jessica. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, I think I agree with that. <gasps> Tammy, what are your thoughts? I must know. Well, to me, Trish can fuck right off. So <laughs> <laughs> Although, I guess the uh, second episode we watched um, for this week, I, I liked. Tr- I didn't like Trish. But I thought her acting was amazing. Yeah, she's episode, very good. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so much. <laughs> Although the only other time I've liked her was when she <laughs> she had the fake freak out. <laughs> I am triggered. I am triggered. I am, I am having okay. a breakdown. That was wonderful. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, whatever, Trish. I yeah. really could care less about your character. Agreed. Couldn't, couldn't care less about your character. Agreed. Okay. Well, um, Jessica obviously is not happy that Trish is, uh, you know, Peter Parkering herself and calling up for people to come <laughs> and take photos of her. So she heads to the studio to have it out. And we get Dorothy showing up for the first time. So we're like, oh, yeah, Dorothy keeps showing up. And this is when Jessica gets this creepy video on this app, whatever it's called, Insta-Yap. 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 That's not like, you're not going to give us an Easter egg later? Where, oh, Insta-Yap is the uh, in-Marvel... I don't think know, there is like one, but, you know. Insta-Yap could be based issue, on... Blah, 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 blah. It could be based on Instagram, which is a real thing. Trivia. Um, actually, Mr. Fantastic invented Insta-Yap. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got all this money. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like that we're schooling Claire. Yeah, I didn't know this. That's very cool. I like this. Um, what I don't like is Trisha's stupid bow on this dress. I don't remember her bow, but I'll talk about her jumper later that I hate. Where she looks like she's a piece of sidewalk. I was like, what are you wearing, Trish? Uh, Brad, we do a fashion podcast. Please explain this bow and, and its crimes. It, well, there's many a crimes, um, but she's on television wearing this rig out. Um, it's I, also it's, selling cozy sweaters, so I don't know. I mean, also, yeah, also do on the scarves of these sweaters that she's selling. Um, they're stars. Right, they're on them. merino wool wraps. Get it right. Sorry, they're a merino wool wraps with stars, not unlike. Like a, a Jewish um, concentration camp workout. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, what wow. the fuck is this? <laughs> I have a feeling they didn't even notice how they put it together. Oh, yikes. Oh, wow. Trying to make the ugliest thing. I think so. I think imagine. they... But it would, it would be all right, these being the ugliest things, if, like, Trish wore stuff when she's not on the show that was stylish. But, like, later on, I swear, she's wearing this, like, black jumper with a white stripe down it. She, If she lay down in the middle of a road, she'd be perfectly camouflaged. One of her powers. <laughs> so weird. I just don't get Trish's, Trish's fashions. Really sh- sure what occasion she has to lie down in the middle of the road in New York City, but... Well, she'd probably want someone to take a photo of her, because that's what she's all about. Oh. I just, I don't agree with... I, got, I, I get really annoyed with Trish in these episodes, and we'll talk about the main... One where I get annoyed with her later, where I was just like, Trish, idiot. So Dorothy had, like, two main ideas for what Trish could do. The, the yes. Home Shopping Network and dancing. Like a dancing, yeah. celebrity yes. dance yeah. show. Yeah, but I want, I yeah, I would prefer that to this, but I would have preferred, a, like, a It's Patsy reunion show. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know what It's Patsy, like, really was. I would like to see some of that. Yeah. So how about she's... Yeah, it's like a reunion show. That, that would be been cool. fun. Yeah. She could do um, a remix of her song. What was it? I want yeah. your cray-cray. Hey, hey, I want your cray-cray. Okay. So <laughs> that would have been great. So, you know, we get these flashbacks in the other seasons of her, like, in her drug addiction. I want your cray-cray. All that stuff. I want 
I want to flash back to its Patsy days, but I want the actress that plays current Trish to play a young Trish. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, she'd I have the red do, wig on. I want her to the do um, um, the uh, Lance Henriksen, just do uh, the higher <laughs> child voice. <laughs> well, Tammy, I will say you you won't get all your wish, but you might get some of it. <laughs> I won't get it. I get it. You won't get it. You'll get some of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Trish is uh, Trish is an idiot for like getting these photos and getting her hair out there. And Jessica gets uh, a video now from Salinger threatening to kill someone by seven p.m., which is because Jessica was an idiot, even though I loved it, and threatened him at the wrestling. So Jessica and Trish are both being idiots and are both reaping the consequences. Unfortunately, they're both making really dumb decisions. Um. So, because of that, he's going to kill someone. And Jessica is directly responsible for that, I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, totally. of course, we said last week he's going to he's going to get his own back. Uh, so, they discuss the video. Uh, and this is when Trish calls Dorothy out as a surprise guest host in honour of Mother's Day. And then does a run. <laughs> <laughs> Six months from then. <laughs> I love Dorothy's like, oh, no, I, oh, no, I can't. Oh, I'm actually quite excited. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Great, and I, and I I really like I do like Trisha's co-host. She's she's kind of great too because she's she always has to just go with it because she's not really the star of the show. Yeah, she has to go with all Trisha's craziness. What a professional! Yeah, the, her ability to just like roll with any situation is very remarkable. <laughs> my character just, of the episode, maybe. I don't even know her name. <laughs> Gloria. Ah, uh, Gloria. Gloria. Remember, remember. Oh, I don't think you do that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> remember all the great times we had with Gloria. We'll do a little montage at the end of the series. She's great. Actually, it's Grace. Sorry. Is it? Um, See, I didn't even know. Grace. I couldn't remember Oscar's name though for a while. So there we go. So why is he not in the show anymore? What did did because, that get explained? Why because, just, because I, they I, split I, up yeah. and Eric's in it now, and you can't have two two men that Jessica might be attracted to. I think it's possible Oscar secretly liked magicians, and so they... (laughs) Well, he did like magicians. (laughs) He did like magicians, and they were not impressed. Eric was not impressed. Nobody likes magicians. Eric doesn't like magicians, therefore Jessica chose Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's that simple. Makes all the sense. (laughs) So this is... uh, Jessica's not really in this scene much, but we have to talk about finally meeting Costa's husband, Tammy... Oh, that was so great. That's so cute. They're going to adopt a child. Yeah. I feel so bad for Acosta. <laughs> Me too. He's getting screwed over left and right. Yeah. He, like, loses his job later as well. And he, like, says to Jessica, like, when he says to her later, do you have anything apart from, you know, the job? Because I feel like you need something. That's what I'm trying to do. I was like, oh, And it's going to... Because he's going to lose his job. And then they probably won't be able to adopt... Yeah. And then his husband's going to divorce him, and then he's going to die, and it's really sad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you want that to happen. No, I love Costa. Uh, yeah, so uh, Costa calls uh, Jessica and says that Salinger can't kill anyone because he's under surveillance. Um, so next time we see Jessica, she's en route to Salinger's because she's like, oh yeah, sure he is. And uh, even though Costa's like, no, no, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. Yeah, he's not. We meet Joby. Joby. Oh, Joby. Why? Why with that name? 
what is that? <laughs> He's being paid to watch TV. I was like, I want that job. Yeah, I'd cover for Salinger. <laughs> yeah, but just hang on a serial killer's house. Yeah, but he's not going to kill me. <laughs> nah, get around to it. Yeah, true. I I love when Joby's like, uh, look, I have to get back to work. It's like watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so dumb. So Jessica decides to force Salinger to communicate, and um, as he walks the streets, he gets a video from Jessica on Instagram, and her Instagram name is Big Time Wrestler. <laughs> That's her CB name. (laughs) Exactly. And she's like what she does here. It's great. And I like that he's like, no, (laughs) my trophies. (laughs) And she smashes his trophies to bits. Yeah. And crumples up his his, (laughs) His uh, degree. Degrees, yeah. Yeah. So great. I mean, she proper trashes his place. We see it later. It's like, geez, geez, Jess. Uh, so then she heads to Alias with Trish, um, and they get the little uh, video again from Salinger in return, and Salinger's following this woman. This woman does not look like the woman later that they say, is this you? And she's like, yeah. I was like, really? No, yeah, it doesn't look like her. It doesn't it's look like, like her at her, all. Her height and her size. Yeah. Nothing looks like She's her. a completely different height and size. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> and like. And when we see, yeah, and when we see the woman later, she's like, um, she obviously is like a mechanic or something, and I'm not saying mechanics can't be glam, but when we see her walking down the street, this woman's wearing like a Eliza Doolittle from My Fair Lady hat, (laughs) and like being all glam. (laughs) Maybe this woman (laughs) hires people on Craigslist to impersonate her. I don't (laughs) think this is the same woman. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't believe this. So, uh, yeah, I've got this video. Jessica's smart. She um, uh, she watches it. Uh, she records it when she watches it the second time. I thought we were going to have to have it where Jessica was somehow going to have to get hold of Salinger's phone to watch the video she sent him again so it was therefore erased because surely that's evidence of her trashing his place, he could yeah. say, you know. So I thought that was going to be a plot point, but they never brought it up. I thought it was odd how they thought it was those two guys that were his target, not the woman with the conspicuously large hat. <laughs> the giant ascot hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dorothy heads over, and this is when they're trying to uh, narrow the location as to where it could be. And Dorothy preps Jessica for her interview with our old friend Temby. Or Themby, yeah. Fem- one of them says. And I was like, Themby? I'm pretty sure it's Temby. Like, it's been Temby for all the shows. Someone calls her Themby, and it was like, ugh. Um, <laughs> Femby. Like Claire vomits. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't like that name. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tammy, what are your thoughts on uh, Themby's uh, Jessica's interview here? Temby's interview. Sure. No, this isn't um, Temby. This is Themby. Is that even oh, it? Yeah. I, oh, I like it. I mean, obviously Jessica was going to do a shit job, but that's yeah. fine. I mean, it would be weird if all of a sudden Jessica could hold it together for like five seconds to do an interview. And uh, Tempe was herself. She, this is how she is on all the sh- all the shows she's been on. Yeah, this is that's good. It was fun seeing her. Yeah, it was fun seeing her. Like I guess for the last time, probably as well. Yeah. Um, and I like that because of Jess's video, um, all the uh, of because of Jess doing this. Um, immediately after, Costa's like, uh, all the brunettes in New York City are freaking out. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, well, I don't think all of them, because if they don't look anything like the woman in the video or in the photo, they don't have to freak out, you know? Just just be like, his target is a woman with a giant hat. Do you have a giant <laughs> hat? No, then you're fine. Then Go you're fine. Her. How giant is your hat? Go measure it. If it's more than... <laughs> Like she had a picture of the exact person they yeah. were looking for. Like, if this isn't you, why are you freaking the fuck out? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense about this scene. For one thing, Jessica decides when they're gonna go live. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a, there's like a if they're gonna do a live show. It should be a thing, all right, well, we'll be going in in exactly five minutes, 34 seconds. Yeah. Because, like, you can't just be like, all right, I want to go now. How, like, how are they throwing to the segment? Like, They're all just sitting there. It's just film of them, of the anchors sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. Just like, oh, just, any like, minute now. conversation, and all of a sudden it cuts to, like, the live stream. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Also, why doesn't Jessica just, like... Because they they filmed them watching the video to have to keep a copy. Why didn't she just like pull out her phone and show that? Because then you've got the serial killer saying what he's going to do. Yeah, like, which would be much better. Yeah, then people yeah. would actually believe it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also, um, um, what's Jessica's assistant's name? Jillian. Uh, Jillian. Jillian. What the fuck is she wearing in this scene? <laughs> She's wearing a dress made out of a garbage bag. <laughs> she, is. she is. Brad, I love that now, because me, you, and Tammy are together on a podcast, we just talk about fashion. The fashion Listen, story. I didn't talk about Acosta's husband's um, jacket, which was really crazy. Um, but check I it never out. noticed check his out. jacket. Oh, okay. It was all like squares. It was crazy. Oh. Was, I like it, but it was real bonkers. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, Jessica's interview doesn't go well. All the brunettes in New York are freaking out. And I think it's Costa says that that Salinger was seen at Floratech earlier. I think it was like I think it was something like that. So they find the area, Trish and Jessica, that they were looking um, where it was filmed, and Jessica sees a GT Agro Chemical Building, which is the truck that apparently ran her over or ran the car over when she was a kid that killed her family, which I didn't remember that. Um, they asked this reception guy if he knows the woman. Hey, do you know this woman with the giant hat? Oh, but Salinger knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. How yeah, you know so that? maybe he should host this podcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should. <laughs> he knows way more than me. <laughs> well, he's got all the degrees, so that's... He's got all the... One of his degrees is in hats and stuff. <laughs> No, doesn't this whole this whole little scheme like isn't this uh, breaking the rules or whatever the fuck this guy's obsessed with theoretically? Um, cheating. You mean he's, yeah, he's, he's not got a code? He's like uh, Frank Castle. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really get his whole thing of cheating anyway. No, no he's just a whiny little bitch. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, he's. But if you're gonna if you're gonna pretend cheating's a thing, this is definitely cheating. Is he yeah. cheating? Well, yeah, because he's saying that he's going after... Well, he's doing mis... It's not even misdirection, he's, is it? No, he thought... He, he didn't say... He didn't say that he was going to kill that lady. He didn't... He just, like, I don't, I don't see that he was cheating. If you listen to what he says versus her just trying to figure out... Yeah, he just says, I'm going to kill her. someone, but he just, mm. he's yeah. just randomly filming in that coffee shop. Yeah. Damn, you're just a serial killer apologist. Maybe. Sure, yes. <laughs> I mean, did he kill Dorothy at 7 p.m.? Um, that's what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Well, he, doesn't he say by 7 p.m.? Oh, by 7 p.m. 
Yeah. Yeah, because okay. they right. keep saying, oh, we're running out of time. I, 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 still, I thought Dorothy was killed later. Okay. It looked later. Yeah. But, well, yeah. that's when she was found, but I don't know when she was killed. Oh, true, he, yeah. get, he gets home at 7 o'clock, and then What's-Her-Face goes to see her see Dorothy, and that's when she finds her. But she's already dead by the time he gets home at 7 o'clock. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's so creepy. Oh, he's a fucking creep. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. Like, uh, he is... He is a... You know, I know, like, I think it was the last episode, uh, we talked about... We that uh, our our last guests were not happy that the big bad per se is just a guy was a, was a regular guy, but I'm like he's not a regular guy. He's no. a fucking monster. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I love it. I I, yeah, I, I, and I much prefer and I it to like, just a smashy smashy villain. You know, it's great. Yeah, and it's like since if this whole season is about her being a hero, and then this idea of what what makes that like the fact that she's going after a regular person makes more sense than her going after someone supernatural. Yeah. Also, I, 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 I don't think he's the real villain. I think uh, he's going to no, be dealt be. with pretty soon. Jerry, Jerry's the main villain. Second villain is spleen doctor who definitely <laughs> stole Jessica's spleen. It didn't have anything to do with this motherfucker. Okay. Why have we not heard more about her spleen? <laughs> I know. They've just like, forgotten about it. Second because that doctor's got it. He's using it to like I don't know clone Jessica's or something. Oh also, <laughs> also <laughs> if that's clean. If she's no longer protected against infections, then first of all, she was running around in a tank full of human body parts, and in this episode, she's running around in a room full of sewage. Jessica, you're gonna die. You don't have a spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that does. <laughs> uh, so. And, and- I'm I'm back, Claire. I know you originally said mm-hmm. that you thought that the villain would actually be Trish, like her against Trish. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I said I don't think that's going to happen. And now I'm back on that train. By the oh. end of the second episode, I think that is what's going to happen. Yeah. But and I and I think that what's his face will be dealt with like in an instant here, any second now, <laughs> any minute. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So they find Mona. They're like, hey, do you know this person with a giant hat? And the guy's like, yeah, that's, that's Mona, of course. <laughs> with the <a> wacky hat. <laughs> God, oh, that woman and her hats. <laughs> we, we make fun of her later, you know, after hours. We all uh, go, go out for drinks after work and make fun of Mona and her stupid hats. Mm-hmm. So they wait there until seven, her and Costa, but nobody's turned up. So he's like, Costa says, oh, no, he's not going to come. We've got nothing to arrest him on. Uh, however, Nathan's body is back a- in New York, so we can look into that more. And then Costa says that he worries about Jessica, and I drew a little heart on my notes. Aww. So cute. Uh, so when Jessica leaves, she's immediately swamped by uh, Tembi and all the press. And this is the scene where I got really angry with Trish. Um, because Trish is is watching from the top of this building, and she's totes jealous that Jessica's getting all the attention, so what does she do? She leaps down in front of the camera. Yeah. She puts everyone she knows at risk. Awesome. Ugh, she's an absolute idiot. But then I was delighted what by the end she of the know? scene. She doesn't have friends. Ugh. <laughs> it's just like... Just, the only she's... person she could be putting in danger is her mother, um, whom is the worst, yeah, and luckily the... already dead. It's just, she just doesn't think. She's so desperate for attention. She's so yeah. desperate. You're, I, you're I don't think it's attention. I, think, attention though. I don't think it's attention. I think it's validation. Well, validation, but 
just but outside validation she needs to validate herself yes internally yes mm. yes girl <laughs> get marianne williamson on the line um, however we do get the end of this scene which is amazing which with jessica <laughs> flies away with them both yes that was great it was amazing <laughs> We don't see Jessica flying enough. Obviously, we don't even see her. But she just takes off like the boy who could fly, Tammy. And it was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, they <laughs> head to the car. Jessica berates <laughs> Trish for almost getting caught. And um, and then she realises that uh, what Salinger really wanted was to draw uh, Trish out and tells her to be careful. And then re-watching Salinger's video, um, Malcolm enters and... Uh, mentions that he knows that Trish is Hellcat but this is when uh, Jessica realises that Mona surprise surprise <laughs> really wasn't the target despite no. her giant hat her giant target hat um, it's all about family and the real target was Dorothy and that's when uh, obviously Trish finds Dorothy we'll talk about Trish in a bit um, and Jessica heads to Salinger's because she knows that something's happened to, Tr- uh, to Dorothy and that Trish will go after Salinger and she finds Trish about to slash Salinger's throat. Which I wish she would have. <laughs> it's all very quick. This I think she did. I think yeah. it was just non-fatal. This bit like yeah. happens really quick. It's like, Dorothy's dead. Trish has attacked Salinger. Oh, this has happened. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. Blah, blah. You know what I mean? It was, it was all very oh, yeah. sudden. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, Jessica has to knock Trish out uh, to to get her to leave because Trish just wants to kill him. Which, yeah, it would kind of been good if you did kill him then. Not that I advocate yeah. killing, but, you know. I do. Just kill him. Just get it over and with. T- in TV shows, sure, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's just Trish's soul on the line, isn't it, Brad? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they handle Salinger and treat him like such a non-threat except for jessica well even jessica just just kill him honestly she's yeah. a superhero trish is a superhero they have powers kill him hide the body like how hard is this <laughs> <laughs> they've done it before yeah yeah like throw him, Jesus, throw, him, throw, him throw him into the sea like will <laughs> still my favorite thing in jessica jones ever is him just going wee into the sea oh i love it so this I, is a known serial killer. <laughs> yeah. I love Jessica and Trish in this motel where Jessica's looking after Trish. However, oh, when she is clearing out under Trish's nails, I was like, oh. Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. I was like, oh, <laughs> Trish has gone to a fight with a strawberry jelly. <laughs> that jam jar broke all in your <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, there's so much blood. It's so gross. And then we see his face later and it's like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His face are it, his face looks infected. Like, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, so Cos uh, Costa calls. Um, I, by the way, in my notes, Costa is put as Cos, and I just think of Bill Cosby. It's like, well, nope. uh, Costa. Yeah. Uh, Costa calls uh, Jessica and tells her that she needs to bring um, Trish in to protect her. Obviously, he doesn't know it's Trish. Um, and he says Dorothy's murder scene is completely clean there's no fingerprints nothing nothing to tie him to it Um, and Salinger is out of surgery saying that the masked vigilante did it Uh, Salinger is done um, unless the vigilante gets in the way 
because they have the obviously the stuff on Nathan's body. But Costa is worried that the uh, vigilante Trish will get in the way and mess it up. Rightly so, because that's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, yep. good police detecting skills. Yep. <laughs> I think she's going to get in the way. Oh, you mean like everything? Like she always so does. So far, she's, she's been getting in the way. And this good is job. when uh, Salinger texts uh, Jessica and is like, oh, look at this nice photo I have. I don't know how he got this photo of like <laughs> Dick Trish slashing his throat. It's so perfectly yeah. staged. <laughs> it's like a photo op. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a black box theater of her slashing. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. So, <It's> <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. I love it. So Jessica sneaks into the hospital and then manages to sneak into the lift with Salinger in the, on the stretcher. Yeah. I was just, she's just like, yeah, I'm a nurse. Let me in. I was like, whoa. Um, Salinger taunts her and says that she's scared, uh, most of all, of losing Trish, which obviously she is because we see what she's willing to do to protect her. And says, gives her this deal. If she destroys the evidence on Nathan's body, um, she, she needs to do that. Otherwise, he'll release the photo of Trish and Trish will go to the raft. And nobody knows what happens to people on the raft. Nobody's ever left the raft. And I was like, apart from yeah, Hawkeye and Ant-Man yeah. <laughs> and Scarlet Witch and Captain America. Yeah, that's quite, quite a few exactly big, big high profile people have, in fact. Um, and Falcon uh, and <laughs> um, so she obviously agrees to do this but first of all she goes back to Alias and she sees Gillian packing up her desk and I was like no and Matt was like yes <laughs> Brad Brad was like that oh Brad was like that no, no, no. oh Matt no, I thought no, you no. didn't like Gillian either why what's wrong with Gillian Brad why, why? No, she's the worst. She's Aww, the worst. Well, no. I didn't like her up until, like, the last episode or two. For the beginning episodes, I was like, why is she so snarky all the time? Does she have... Is she just a quit machine, or does she have her own personality and internal life? I don't know anything about her. She just exists to be quippy. Yeah, why does, she want, why does she want this job to begin with? Just do your job. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or find another job. Like, you, you don't like this job. Like She is try- going to find another job, but then she's convinced to stay, because to do what's right, to be a hero, Brad. <laughs> well, I, I, like, I liked her in this episode, or the next one. Okay. One, one of those, yeah. I yeah. don't know, they run together yeah. for me. I don't this, know. Is the, this is the second episode where she's going to quit. Oh, have we moved on episode two already? Yeah, we're on oh, Jessica yeah. at the moment. We're just doing Jessica okay. at the moment, and then we'll do a bit of Trish... And then we'll do Malcolm and Jerry, because we'll just do those, them, them two together. Whatever. So Eric knocks at the door, and this is when he is all sad sack, like Brad said, and he's like, oh, I wish that I had... Um, I wish I'd put Sandra away for kidnapping me. None of this would have happened. Yeah. I know like they didn't want to get him involved, uh, but yeah, it would have helped. I, no, uh, it would have, but I can't. I, it doesn't yeah, make no. any sense. If the guy would have died. Like, yeah. He would have died. Yeah, no, he would I, have died. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't. I'm not siding with Trish on that one at all. Because I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, what? You want him to sacrifice himself for this dude that, uh, to to Matt and Brad's point, you could just kill and hide the body. Yeah. Like, so no. no. Okay. All right. Uh, so he has an idea about uh, about how to access the crime scene, and that is visiting Officer Carl Nussbaumer. 
mm-hmm. who Eric knows is a murderer. He's a real creep, isn't he, Tammy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yep. uh, Jessica obviously threatens him, but Eric roughs him up, and that seems to be enough to make Jessica think that maybe Eric murdered him at the end of the episode? Yeah! Really? I was kind of surprised at that. I was like, I don't think Eric would have gone back and been like, and I'm gonna now going to beat him to death. Maybe I just yeah. don't want to think that bad about, I, I about my little Eric. Know, but I, I think he did. You think he did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was trying to think. I was like, oh, it must have been Salinger, but how would Salinger know about him? So Salinger's still in the hospital, isn't and Salinger's in the hospital. So I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't see Eric doing this. I don't know. Find out. We'll find out. We will find out. Yes. I mean, like, is it really a crime if you kill a shitty cop? Like, I think well, you should get an award for that. Basically, his is a serial killer himself. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's a cop. You know, so surprise, surprise. He's uh, yeah, he's not a good guy. Uh, so they managed to agree to access the crime lab in the morning. Um, and then Eric says that this guy is even worse than before. He feels bad that he didn't stop him before. Eric feels bad about not doing stuff. So, yeah, maybe oh. he has decided he's going to go and beat this guy to death, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Especially when we find out why he feels bad. Oh. Oh, yeah, his little, his little sad story. Okay. But what if we find out? When he was killed, the killer took his spleen. <laughs> we know the killer is. Oh, what if Dr. Spleen wears a necklace made of spleens? <laughs> I don't even know what that would look like, because I don't know what a spleen looks like. <laughs> so we actually get um, Eric's little sad story in the next scene. Uh, yeah, this is really sad. It kind of explains about like why Barry is kind of... Uh, yeah. Slightly off with him, you know, um, but yeah, it's it's super it, sad. It, uh, it's a real like uh, I don't know. To me, like his little story feels like like a really bad like teenager acting monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like immediately when he started telling the story, I'm like, oh, the dad raped the sister. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's a it's like, a very it it's a very tropey <laughs> story. Yeah, there was wow. no surprise there. It's from, it's so, from his, like, late 90s uh, one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be at Fringe in New York this year. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, the thing I thought was weird about it was, he never says in it how he got his powers. He just goes, oh, around yeah. the time I got my powers. And I was like, well, how did you get your powers? <laughs> Were you bitten by a radioactive psychic bug? <laughs> I don't know. A radioactive psychic. <laughs> a radioactive tarot card reader. <laughs> and bit him. <laughs> yeah. And then he developed his powers. That's exactly what happened. He was at Coney Island. <laughs> and a tarot card reader was like, yum, 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 yum. I, I, called, I called Miss Cleo during a thunderstorm <laughs> and was struck by lightning. <laughs> I would love to know how he got his powers, though, because he's so far removed from the comic book version that I don't think it would be... I think in the comic book, though, he built a helmet or something, so, you know, because this seems to be like he... I don't know. Like, is it is it that he got his powers when he was a teenager, like they're saying he's like a mutant? That's almost the vibe I got, but who knows? And I'm sure they're not going to go into it more, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I would, I would like to know. 
so, yeah, we get the little sad story. Jessica gets given this passcode by the cop, and they enter the lab, and Costa and the doc are uh, looking at the evidence, and uh, Jessica does a little diversion of leaking sewage into the lab. I was like, oh. wouldn't that, like, destroy all the evidence anyway? Like, Well, also, what I don't is the system where you can... Turn a pipe and make sewage go into a room. Yeah, <laughs> through this, through like, the floor. Why is that's a terrible design? Yeah, yeah. Okay, nobody touch this lever. Nobody touch this. What <laughs> happens is sewage will just back up into the room. All right, so nobody oh, uh, touch it. We're gonna put a little note on it, but that will post a note on there. Nobody touch this. It. Is this is the lever for to put sewage in the lab, right? Or is this uh, for the kitchen? <laughs> I forget which lever's which. Oh no! I accidentally did the wrong lever. <laughs> I, oh, I boy. will say, like, the scene with her jumping around the room, I was like, oh, the floor is, like, made of lava. <laughs> it's the floor is <laughs> lava. <laughs> Only so worse, great. it's sweet. Yeah. I would rather oh. fall in lava. I like that she moves the fan, so the fan will get blamed, and I was like, oh, the fan's going to take a fall. <laughs> poor fan. The fan's the patsy. Oh, poor fan. So, uh, yeah. This is uh, when she calls Salinger to say that it's done. This is when we see his face, and his face is like, yeah, it's kind of like all, it's all scratched, but it's all green and gross. He looks like he's... Yeah, he's two-faced now. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Um, also, like, it, there's gotta be a better solution to this than getting rid of the evidence. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, can't she, Can't did she have to destroy the evidence? Couldn't she have taken it? Or just say, hey, Costa, hold the evidence. Yeah. And then say that she destroyed the evidence. Yeah. Because how does he know? She said she did it. She might not have done it. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, So then Jessica and Eric arrive at the motel, and Eric tries to apologize to Trish, but she's not having any of it. And she elbows him in the head, which was very painful looking. And this is when Trish and Jessica have a argument, and Trish annoyed me again. Um... And Jessica tells her that she just needs to carry on as normal. And then she goes and scrubs blood from the bathtub. And I was getting Stephen King's It vibes. As as were you probably, Brad, seeing as you've had a Pennywise week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Matt knows about your run-in with Pennywise the Clown. Mm. Yeah, I, Tell I, me I all about it. I had a terrifying run-in this morning, guys. I went to get breakfast. And I go out and I go back to my car. And no other cars had pulled into this parking lot. Um... And all of a sudden, a balloon rolls out from under my car, (laughs) bounces up about two feet in the air, and then lands directly at my feet. (laughs) Beep, beep, Brad. Beep, beep. This is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You've had a foot on Pennywise week, Brad. Defo. Defo. Stay away from the storm drains. So, Jessica um, is in Alias. She's looking at Dorothy online. Costa arrives and he tells her Jessica that the hair's gone and Jessica's like, what? Oh no! Yeah, I feel like he should have known something was up because she didn't seem nearly as angry as she typically would have been. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jessica, uh, so Costa has been um, uh, chosen to be the fall guy. He's been placed on leave. And I was like, no. Um, Jessica offers to take the fall, but no. And then the last time we see Jessica is uh, the NYPD gets sent to Alias and uh, have a search warrant, and they're from Homicide, and it's because uh, Detective, or Carl, the officer, whatever he was, Carl the cop, was beaten to death. And Jessica is like, Eric? Okay, so 
that guy they can beat to death on this show, but not Salinger. Yeah. Why didn't so, he, I mean, if Eric beat that guy to death, why didn't he go and beat Salinger to death? Really? For real. Yeah. I think they're just trying to figure out who to give the medal to for the person that got rid of the cop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. There'll be a little um, medal ceremony in the next yeah. episode, like the end of Star Wars. <laughs> and then Eric, and then Eric will go, and they put the medal on him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, any other notes on Jessica, guys? Uh, let's talk about Trish. Um, Trish, we've kind of gone over quite a bit, but obviously, a few there's a few things with. Um, uh, uh, Tammy, you said that you really loved her performance in the second episode around Dorothy's uh, yeah, death. The, the end of the first one, basically when she once she finds Dorothy and into the next episode, I thought um, the actress did such a good job of being overwhelmed, sad, angry, like having like all these emotions at different points. Yeah. And I thought she did it really well as far as switching between things. Because yeah. I feel like that could those kind of scenes can go really wrong really fast. <laughs> so, um, if she'd like to found Dorothy and just go, mother, no, like yeah, you would have been yeah, as impressed. <laughs> I don't want her to yeah. caviezel us. Yeah. <laughs> no, if she caviezeled it, it would just be like, oh no, it's my mom. Oh, what a shame. Well, it- and and what's fun is because we've seen her have these fake meltdowns. Yeah. And so watching her like have these true emotions because she found her mom and being so angry um, at what's happening with Salinger, like we can, it, that actress is good enough where we can see those differences. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I really liked. Um, I don't know. I it was one of the few times I really liked Trish. Yeah. <laughs> also. I guess this is going back to Jessica a little bit, but fuck Jessica for taking away uh, Trish's option to kill Salinger. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. that would have solved a lot of issues in the show if she could have killed her or could have killed him. And why you took that away from her. You didn't even tell her that you were going to go and, you know, basically help the serial killer who just killed her mother. Yeah. Get yeah. away with it. And I was like, no, Jessica, fuck you. I get what you're trying to do, but that's not your choice. I know Uh, Jessica's trying to protect Trish, but yeah, she, no. Like, no. Like, he needs to, he needs 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 to be, yeah. It's like Jessica's done this shit to Trish. You know, I know she, she finds all this fault in Trish, but it's like, okay, between this and then like at the beginning when she was reading her private emails to herself that weren't set, they were basically diary entries. It's like, Jessica just does a lot of shitty things to Trish that I just feel like we end up skipping over because it's mm-hmm. Jessica. And we mm-hmm. let her get away with it because it's Jessica. And it's like, no, that's, nope, you don't get away with that. Yeah. Also, that's terrible. Again, isn't that video he sent her Evans enough? Yeah. <laughs> like, give that to the cops. Like, yeah. he, this guy is constantly in police custody and they just don't give the evidence to them. Yeah. I think it's like, like what we said before, though, like, there's so many things that they could do, and they yeah. just have to constantly put um, obstacles in the way, because it's 13 episodes. Yeah. And it, it does it does kind of show, like we said before, how maybe 13 episodes is, is too much for these shows. Like, And when you know, there was Defenders, it felt a lot tighter. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, 
yeah, they just have to constantly be like, oh no, they can't do that because we need more episodes. Uh, but, but people always say that, but <clears throat> no, you just write a story that fits the right amount of episodes. Oh, I, no, yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. They, it can absolutely be done, and like it doesn't have to be filler. Like, they just... There was just a failure on their part. Mm. Or just pivot to a different story. Like yeah. midway through the season. Yeah. Like, to me, that's what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did, what, yeah. last season or the season before that I thought was yeah. really good. Like, they just switched storylines midway through the season, and it worked out great. And then at the very end, they were able to bring things back from the first half of the season that were relevant. And mm-hmm. it made sense. And the whole yeah. season as a whole worked. So it's like when we went from Cottonmouth and then we got Diamondback. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Which I know Brad was delighted about. Oh. I gotta see how my bid's doing on that costume. <laughs> <laughs> if Brad wants Are we ready to watch some Fast and the Furious movies? Uh, (laughs) It's just me, Diamond Brad. Uh, (laughs) I'm just wearing my my regular rig out. (laughs) It would be delightful. I would love it so much, Brad. (laughs) Um, You need to you need to bid it. It almost almost makes me be like, how much money do I have that I can add to Brad buying this thing? (sighs) So. I don't know if there's anything you guys want to say in Trish. I mean, there's a few things that she said that kind of irritated me with her, but I think she was... I really felt for her in the second episode, um, you know, like with, with Dorothy and everything. I felt really bad for her. And I do feel like at the end, when um, Jessica says to her about what she's done and Trish is so angry, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, you've, yeah. Just, you've just freed the guy who murdered her mum. And, and for Jessica being, I mean, rightly so upset that her mom was killed, it's like you would think she'd be more uh, sympathetic to what uh, Trish is going through. Yeah. And she's not. And it's like, and and it's weird because, like, you, what I, I like that we see that Jessica is also hurt about the death of Dorothy, but she just, she just still takes that from Trish. And it, I don't know. It was very... I, I did not like that from Jessica at all. Um, I did, however, like the Patsy drawing on the wall. I did as well. <laughs> and Dorothy's uh, apartment, so... I do think funny. that Trish's um, declaration of Jessica obliterated her only win in a long, agonizing list of losses. Uh, well, I was like, calm was... down, Trish. <laughs> calm yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little much. Uh, <laughs> I was being a little dramatic, yeah. but that's Trish. So. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, she just those sweaters, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and all those scarves. Right, let's talk about Malcolm and 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 Hogarth. We're going to put them in one. Any thoughts up front first before we uh, go through a few little highlights? Trash. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Both. Both. <laughs> Maybe they'll both get hoisted on their own petard. Is that the word? <laughs> I'm like, let's let's get that serial killer to doing some good. Like, yeah. get rid of these two. Also, Malcolm's girlfriend. I no. <laughs> oh, I like his girlfriend. So I like Zaya. Zaya. I cannot. I'm just like, why is Zaya with Malcolm at all? She just needs to dump him so fast. Like, he's I, terrible. 
Okay, guys, here's the idea. So um, Jessica or Trish or someone or Brad, Brad could do this, um, <laughs> phones up Salinger and goes... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brad phones up Salinger and he goes, hey, Salinger, did you know that Jerry, that she didn't actually ever pass her law degree? She's a fake. She's a fake, oh, Salinger. And then Salinger will get rid of her. There you go. Oh, sounds good. Sorted. All right. Well, that's done. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about um, this whole way that Kith is being brought back into the the Jerry storyline? Oh, so underhanded. I yeah, because obviously Laurent goes to see Jerry and then is like, "Oh, we need your help," and it felt like a very I don't know. I, I felt like we didn't need to ever see Kith again in this. Although I'm glad she's back, but. The fact that Kith then goes there and is basically like, you know, I need your help. That's the only reason I'm taking advantage because, you you know, you kind of owe me or whatever. Um, but then when she leaves, Jerry kind of smiles as though that's a win. And it's yeah. like, no, Jerry, you're an idiot. Like, this is not good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't blame Jerry for her husband being gross and dead because fuck that guy. But, you know, I also don't think that she should be with Kith either. I think Kith needs to go off on her own and, and live... A happy life without terrible people in her life. Yeah. Did you like when uh, Kith was angrily throwing drumsticks? It was great. <laughs> ah! <laughs> she just needed to pick up some, like, I don't know, whatever they were last last week, hors d'oeuvres or bagels or whatever, and throw those, and it could be like a little family tradition. I was shocked that Jerry didn't figure out before seeing the footage that Malcolm knew who the vigilante was. Yeah. Even from the little pieces she did see, I'm like, how how do you not realize this? Like, are you stupid? Yeah. Like, it's so obvious that Malcolm knows who this is. Even the way Malcolm was defending the vigilante, <laughs> you know, like being like, well, maybe she's just trying to do good and all this. It's like, yeah, he obviously knows her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, then did and anyone else at the end when she's looking at the video go enhance I laughed so hard at that little reflection in the TV I was so happy it's one of my favourite things I was like oh I love this so much show thank you thank you for this gift so ridiculous oh I love that kind of shit it's great it's so great I still maintain the, the my favourite but version of that trope is the Twin Peaks one where they're like no look if you if you zoom in on this grainy VHS footage and look in the reflection of Laura Palmer's eye you can see this motorbike (laughs) and that's VHS (laughs) I love it every time it's great I don't know how Jerry that is is able still able to make up this Trish I'm looking (laughs) at them right now and I'm like I have no idea who that is She's like it's a it's a blonde woman. Uh, you can't even tell she's blonde. Her hair. Uh, it's 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 a woman. Uh, what women? Our, what women does Malcolm know? Boy. Yeah, she's like what <laughs> women? What women does Malcolm know? He knows me and Zaya and Trish and Jessica. Oh, it's Trish. It'd be great oh. if it was Justin Bieber though. What did she did think it was Justin? <laughs> <laughs> she has another press conference. Uh, I will not tolerate vigilantes or Justin Bieber anymore. <laughs> like, okay, that's something I can get behind, Jerry. <laughs> oh, seriously. So yeah, Jerry's going to war on superheroes. Yeah. 
Like, wow. she's going to take down <laughs> Captain <laughs> America. <laughs> what are you doing, Jerry? Like, yeah. She, she's completely lost it at the end of the season. Like, before she did things, obviously, to, like, help herself. And that's just the way her character was. And it was yeah. always very narcissistic. But here, like... I feel like she's just, like, lost her fucking mind. Yeah. So how is she going to die? Jerry? Yeah. I don't think she's going to. I don't think she will. I think... No, I, I think she's definitely... I think she's a goner. I kind of hope <laughs> well, she's... I, I kind of hope mess. she's left um, yeah. uh, sad and alone. Because... Yeah, that's what I think it's going to She happen. wants to. I'm, she wants to die. Well, I mean, not right I now, would, but, you know. I think she'll she, fall down in the stairwell. And oh, no one will... Like uh, on a Friday when everyone's gone from the t- for the weekend. Oh, Monday. It'll, it'll be like a smoking man in X Files, and she'll be at the bottom of those stairs for like six seasons. Nobody will go and pick her up. <laughs> hey guys, remember in X Files where smoking man was at the bottom of some stairs for six seasons? But then, uh, then Doctor Spleen will sneak in and steal her <laughs> and run off with it. <laughs> oh, oh dear, Doctor Spleen. I wish he would come back. Oh, I, I was kind of hoping there would be the Jessica Jones auction on that site because I wanted to see how much Jessica's I have no spleen bracelet spleen. would be. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that bracelet. Uh, Jessica Jones, I have no spleen. It'd be great. Uh, any other notes on Malcolm and Jerry? I know we kind of rushed through them, but just, oh, I, I, I agree with you, Tammy. I think Jerry's losing her mind. I don't know what Malcolm's yeah. doing. I don't know where they're going to go with Malcolm. Yeah, fuck Malcolm too. <laughs> yeah, they're all garbage. I'm kind of interested. I think, I think, I still think Trish is going to kill Salinger because I think we're going to find it oh. where we cannot put him away for any reason. Trish is going to kill him, and that's what's going to drive her to the dark side of the Force. Yeah, yeah. Now that's what that's what I see now. I think that that's how it's going to be, mm-hmm. and I think at the end it will be Trish against Jessica, just like you had said, Claire. Yeah, I, I was hoping wouldn't come to that but i think that's what it's gonna come i know we have an episode coming up called hellcat which i'm assuming focuses obviously on on trish uh as a as a vigilante but i don't know if it's going to be like her going dark side however i do think i i think it's that one i heard there's flashbacks to when she was a kid Mm. so it might focus uh, on her and dorothy that's what i I want to see i know Now, is it adult Trish (laughs) playing young Trish? I can't wait. Um, I I did like that Dorothy wanted her costume to be of a cat because people love cats. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, that will be in our Easter egg. So if there's no more notes, let's go to Easter eggs, guys. Are you ready? Ready for your tummies to be filled with my chocolatey goodness? Okay. <laughs> yes, but I don't like that <laughs> So not many Easter eggs for camera ready. I have extra Easter eggs for you this week, though, so get excited for that. So uh, one of them is that uh, Trisha's mum, of course, does not approve of her daughter's costume and thinks it should have a theme like cats. In the comics, uh, Trisha's uh, costume is cat-themed and her name is Hellcat. Um... The, vil- the video Salinger sends teasing his next crime is reminiscent of the first fool killer, uh, Ross Everbest, who would hand out cards to potential victims, informing them that they had 24 hours to live. Worst card ever. An asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your damn card. I don't want that card. No, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Jerry wanting Malcolm to expose the identity of a female vigilante for $250,000. 
Um, feels like an echo of J. Jonah Jameson hiring Jessica to expose Spider-Man's identity in the Alias comic, while reporter Ben Urich followed her around and wrote about it. Instead, she got him to cover her expenses, which included volunteering and donations at soup kitchens and orphanages in Hell's Kitchen, where she claimed she got tips that Spider-Man might be. Eventually, Jameson figured it out and fired her. I love it. (laughs) Later on in the Pulse years, when Jameson had come around a bit more on powered people and Jessica was working for him on a more permanent basis, she teamed up with that same reporter, Ben Urich, as well as Spider-Man and Luke Cage, and they did manage to expose Norman Osborn. Uh, If Trish is arrested, she'll go to the raft. In the Alias comic, that's where Kilgrave was kept when he was arrested. Um, and it's also uh, made its MCU debut in Captain America Civil War, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Trish using her hands to claw off the side of Salinger's face is a bit of a callback to the actual claws her comic book costume has. And Jessica's awesome Save Our Souls t-shirt in this episode. Oh, I did like that t-shirt, actually. Uh, it looks like it's for a band, um, but it's actually a Givenchy shirt for a fake band by Selfridges, which is weird. Oh. Uh, so those were some facts about that. Now, guys, um, I haven't given you many uh, Easter eggs about our our our, our boy Eric, um, and I thought, you know, this week is quite Easter egg light, so I thought maybe I'd give you some fun facts about Eric from Den of Geek. Brad, these are particularly for you. <laughs> okay, you ready? Okay, so uh, is Eric a supervillain in the comics, or a villain, or a hero? Uh, And I'm going to read this verbatim, the rest of it, from Den of Geek. So, it says, Well, not exactly, but Jessica Jones' new love interest with some low-level mental superpowers actually has his roots in the pages of Marvel Comics. Eric was a small-timer known as Mindwave, a little-known Daredevil villain who has, shall we say, a very strange history. Mindwave was created by Marv Wolfman, Bob Brown and Jim Mooney and first appeared in Daredevil number 133 in 1976. Now, I will say... I when I heard that he was Mindwave like Eric and I looked at the Easter eggs and saw that he was Mindwave I was like that sounds familiar and I couldn't work out why and then I realized he's in a very special <laughs> issue of Daredevil guys which I will now tell you a bit about so uh, Eric used a helmet of his own creation to enhance his innate ESP abilities The helmet allowed him to hear the thoughts of those around him and allows the villain to predict the action of anyone he battles. Mindwave also used his helmet to mentally control his heavily armoured vehicle known as, I shit you not, the Think Tank. (laughs) So so great. Love it. So this is where things get odd. And very 70s. Okay. Okay? In order to stop Mindwave, Daredevil had to team up with, and see if you guys can guess, no, it's not Spider-Man. No, not the Fantastic Four, not Iron Man, or any of the Avengers, not even Hal the Duck Brad. Daredevil wow. had to team up with Yuri Geller. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> For those not in the know regarding 1970s... <laughs> For those of you not in the know regarding 1970s pseudo-celebrities, Geller was an Israeli-born stage magician and self-proclaimed mentalist who became famous for bending spoons and keys with his mind and other bits of psychic hokum. 
He made the talk show circuit with memorable appearances on the Johnny Carson on Johnny Carson and Merv Griffin. It was on Carson that Geller experienced his greatest shame and greatest success. Carson forced Geller to use the Tonight Show spoons instead of the illusionist tricked out spoons, and Geller was unable to perform his magic. Somehow, <laughs> have you, if you guys have never watched that, honestly watch it. It's hilarious. It's so great. Uh, but somehow, the public felt sorry for Geller, with many believing that a magic trick could be performed anytime, but true magic was unpredictable. <laughs> And Geller's career actually skyrocketed. The spoon trick became Geller's staple stage routine, and the mentalist even sued Nintendo over the Pokemon Kadabra. You know, the one with the spoons. And this whole thing is really freaking weird. Two more fun facts. Michael Jackson was the best man at Geller's wedding. Uh, and then he's, and this person who wrote said, my father was actually friends with Geller. So, yeah. Uh so, as for Mindwave, Geller helped to defeat the villain by entrapping him in mentally bent metal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, fun facts for Easter eggs just for you, guys. bro. Geller's going to They also talk a bit about Mindwave's other appearances um, because <laughs> uh, in his next appearance, he was killed by the vigilante known as Scourge. Um, in Captain America number 319 in 1986, Mindwave was present in the supervillain hangout known as the bar with no name. When Scourge came in, guns are blazing, and he took out Mindwave and 16 other costume villains. But this is Marvel, where death is but a temporary state. And in 2009, in The Punisher number 6, the villain known as the Hood resurrected all of Scourge's victims to go after Frank Castle. Mindwave was once again killed, this time by, a, by the Punisher. <laughs> Poor Mindwave, defeated by a phony real-world psychic, killed by Scourge, killed by Punisher, and then all but forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought you guys would enjoy that. All but forgotten, except for Jessica Jones. There was also another version of uh, Mindwave. This was a different one. Uh, he was Mindwave with no hyphen. He was created by Warren Ellis and Mike Diodato Jr., and uh, this new mind wave had advanced telekinesis and telepathy. He used the latter power to try and drive the Thunderbolts insane. His appearance took place in the era of the Thunderbolts when the T-Bolts, uh, the Thunderbolts were essentially Marvel's suicide squad. Mindwave allowed himself to be arrested and imprisoned in the same prison where the Thunderbolts resided. Mindwave tried to drive the villains, uh, the villains sort of insane until he was killed by Bullseye. <laughs> oh well, at least he wasn't shipped by Yuri Geller. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Now you have all the Mindwave so facts. the Jessica Jones writers just sat around going, God, this Mindwave guy sure is interesting. What if we made him a sad sack wave <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We don't give him his goofy helmet. Well, I think the thing was, you, you know, they were they already cast Yuri Geller on the show. And they were like, well, what can we have Yuri Geller do? And they're like, oh, we'll write in a love interest that With he Jessica. can defeat. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. The rest of the guys, the next uh, next episodes are all Gary Geller based. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna defeat Salinger with spoons. Well, I guess now I have to start calling him Mindwave because in my notes I just always call him the Hamburglar. So. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Burger Boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I will say I, I do call um, him Burger Boy, Burger BF. So. <laughs> oh, oh, Burger Boy. Uh, I will say, guys, as well, I do own that issue of Daredevil where he <laughs> fights with Yuri Geller. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, yeah, so that was our Easter eggs, guys. I hope you're nice and full. Now it's time for our quotes. Uh, Brad, you're one of our guests. Do you have any quotes? 
I got nothing. I got nothing, guys. I know. Well, that's why I asked you first, because I remember you saying you had nothing. So, Matt, do you have any? I don't have any for these episodes either. Yeah, I've got one. uh, This is Jessica to Jillian. Can you can the sass and just do the job? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I have a, a Jillian one to Jessica, which is... Glad I haven't single white femaled you yet, <laughs> which made me laugh because I love that film. Uh, Tammy Tam. I've, I've got Dorothy. Her costume is a disaster, <laughs> which it is. It's really it's, terrible. It's, te- <laughs> it's awful. It's so bad. Uh, Matt, do you have any more quotes? Yeah, I, well, I don't have the full quote, but I did like when Jillian said to um, Trish and Jessica about Dorothy, she was a force. <laughs> yeah. It's a force for good, a force for evil. Exactly. It's so neutral. I mm-hmm. like it. But I think she came from a good place. Like, I respected your mother because she was her own person. Yeah. Yeah. I have one by uh, the doctor who's hanging out with Costa who says, shit's the least toxic thing in these pipes. I was like, Bleh. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Um, I've got Trish at, <laughs> when she's introducing her mom going, she, she's a special Patsy friend. And she says, <laughs> She's my guiding light, the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> and I just like that Dorothy's standing there like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah. So great. Awesome. Any other quotes, guys? Yeah. And are you ready to see where Trish got her charm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dorothy. Wow. Uh, well, in that case, it's time for our favorite part, which is to rate these episodes. So, uh, Brad, do you want to go first? We rate them individually. Ah. God, I can't separate them. These all run together. They really do, yeah. these two. Yeah, you're right. Like, and also, I feel like more happened in these episodes than um, all the previous episodes put together. Yes. Because, like, I went back to see, like, when the, the the first one started, and I was like, oh, that's all this episode? Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot. So, I think uh, I think these are high watermarks. Uh I'll say uh, for the first one, I I think I there's a lot going on in that one. I think I like that one the most. Um, I'll say uh, eight point five out of ten. Um, um, awful uh, uh, dress bows. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, the second one, which was also good. Um, I'll say, uh, I'll s- God, where the, I can't figure where all these start. Um, God, so much happening. Um, eight out of ten, uh, new two faces. <laughs> there was a lot going on. They were good. I enjoyed it. has got to get a coin to flip. Uh, Matt? Uh, first one was better than the second one, because the first one, Dorothy died, and there was some suspense about trying to intercept the killer before she claims another victim. And the second one, Jessica basically just played the floor's hot lava, and that was pretty much <laughs> the entire episode. So I'll give the first one eight and a half out of ten comically large hats. And the second one, I'll give it seven out of ten questionable plumbing decisions. Ooh, well, nice. yeah. Uh, cool. Tammy Uh Let's see. I think I actually like the second one one better, but I think that's because uh, Trish gets Ding more. dong, Dorothy's dead? Yeah, yeah. Dorothy is dead by then and we get a lot of Trish. And I I do like like when Jessica is 
helping clean up Trish, like the two of them together in these silent scenes mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. it was great. And I just think both of them did like an amazing job and seeing the, like they weren't friends. They were sisters. They were mm-hmm. really, really, truly sisters. And I just, I loved it, loved it. So uh, I give the first one eight and a half out of 10 beanie girls. <laughs> and the second one then would be a nine out of 10, AKA I guess I like Trish. <gasps> Shocking! I know it really is. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, yeah, I gave uh, I gave them both the same. I gave them both an eight. I'll go for my rating in a minute. I I liked the episodes. I thought they were both really good. Both had high points. Both had points where I was like, Arr! but I thought the performances um, by Trish were really good. Uh, by Rachel uh, Rachel Taylor in particularly in the second one. Um, I really like this whole cat and mouse thing between Jessica and Salinger, um, even though I think they do throw obstacles in the way the writers obviously to kind of, I don't know, thin out the story a bit. I don't know, spread out the story a bit. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed both of them. So I'm going to give the first one uh, eight out of ten Mona's because um, she was so important to the story. And... The second one, 8 out of 10, mushy scratch faces. That was for you, Tammy. So, like, it just looked like he was, it was so infected. It was so fucking disgusting. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, it was horrible. It was a Maybe maybe they had a a piping problem in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, I don't. Like, what did Trish have under her fingernail that infected his face that badly? Like, it's so gross. Yeah. Trish's swamp thing, she's infected him with fungus. (laughs) (laughs) So that gives episode 8 a 8.3 out of 10, which is very cool. So that's the higher one. And the second episode, an 8. Average, that's an 8. Yeah, she's really cool. So yeah, the episodes are still strong, I think. Still enjoying this season. Uh, cool. We have some feedback. Would either of you lovely fellas like to read an email? Sure. Alright, let me send it to you. We've got two from Alan. Alright, uh, this begins... Uh, just just to let everyone know, it begins with a, a severe lack of punctuation followed by too much punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Um, and then a uh, an excessive amount of exclamation points. <laughs> it balances out the but extra punch punctuation back balances out the none. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're gonna get back to the la- lack of ex- uh, lack of punctuation. Hey guys, guys capital no comma. Um, <laughs> capital L literally just finished episode eight, and it might be my favorite episode of Jessica Jones season three. It nice. definitely is my favorite so far. Cool. All through the episode. Wait a minute. <laughs> it might be my episode, my favorite episode of Jessica Jones season three. It definitely is my favorite so far. Okay, well, he's just holding out hope there may be a more favorable episode. Yeah. Um, all through the episode, I was waiting for the hammer to fall, and whilst it became that's a great Queen that- song. I'm always waiting for that song. <laughs> Sorry, and guys. <laughs> and whilst it became obvious that Jessica and Trish were on a wild goose chase. I think it's better for it. After the second, after the second message, I guess that Salinger was setting, was setting, 
I guess that Salinger was setting up would be a diversion, and the victim would be Dorothy or Costa. When they are when they were showing Costa possibly about to adopt. Yeah. On a side note, did we meet his husband before? I liked him. No, that was no. the first time. First time meeting. Um, first time seeing that cool jacket. Everybody, <laughs> go check it out. It's kooky. Um, and being help. Um, and being helpful despite the situation. I thought he was a goner. I yeah. have here too. I'm glad it was Dorothy and not Costa. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could have been um, no one had they just killed Salinger. No, sorry. Yeah. Beaten yeah. that dead horse. <laughs> uh, and the ending is truly phenomenal. Killing off Dorothy and Jessica knowing that Trish would go after Salinger. Brilliant. I was also a fan of the fact that Trish was, before being derailed for obvious reasons, beginning to release what being publicly a su- superhero entails. Uh, the, PR, mm-hmm. the PR ideas from her mother, and worse, the paparazzi. Finally, Trish actually saves Jessica, though it's lucky her mask didn't slip when jumping. True. Yeah, I don't know how her little scarf mask stays on. Like, it's... <laughs> Listen, those scarves, they're great. You guys are talking shit about scarves, uh, but uh, Trish no scarves. It's her job. <laughs> she does. Can I say as well, um, sorry to interrupt, when Dorothy's coming up with the PR ideas and she's saying about action figures, and I was like... That'd be the most boring action figure because Trish's costume is so boring. Yeah, you get an action scarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all those action yeah, features. Yeah, there's all kinds of action features. Action scarf, uh, action bottle boost for <laughs> Jessica. Yay! Uh, um, now on to stuff I liked less. The TV interview was weird. I couldn't tell if Jessica was putting on an act or not. Um, no, that's just her. That's what she does. It's just Jessica being awkward and... Yeah. Uh, the way Dorothy reacted, it seemed planned. The way Trish reacted, I didn't. Um, then we've got a four-dot ellipses, everyone. Four-dot ellipses. Uh, I didn't... Please tell me you quoted Trish in this scene. No. No, we didn't quote Trish. In which scene? In, in the scene where Jessica comes back from the um, interview that she oh, just did. Oh, I don't remember and what Trish I, says. I... Well, I don't remember what Trish says, but to answer the question about Dorothy knowing, I don't think it was planned. I think Dorothy already knew going into it what Jessica's reaction would be, and she was fine with it. Like, she just, yeah, so it it wasn't a plan so much as Dorothy, I mean, all of us, we're all watching Jessica, we all knew it was Yeah, we all knew she was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then we we get to the two characters that I'm beginning to find unwatchable. First, Zaya, after she protects Malcolm which he doesn't deserve, even if he is the moral guy in the situation. He, he's not the moral guy. He's no, not he's, the moral he's not. guy. No, no, he's, and she's it. terrible, too. Like, she knows that Jerry's a fucking monster. She's not stupid. Like, no. She is just as culpable for all the awful shit. No. They can all burn. Um, <laughs> she, she somehow manages to make me side with Malcolm against her when she confronts him and tries to emotionally blackmail him into outing Trish. Um, mm. The idea that she can take the moral high ground while defending Jerry's company is laughable. Agreed. They're all monsters. Yet Zaya isn't even the most frustrating character of the series. Um, In this season, Jerry has gone from being a genuinely strong and morally ambiguous character to a third-tier villain. Always was. Um, Almost every action she has taken has been morally unjustifiable. From ruining a man's life because she couldn't steal his wife 
to turning on Jessica and actively defending a man she has good reason to believe is a serial killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, the only she one people I, last season. Yeah. And the only one I don't agree with is she didn't ruin a man's life. He ruined his own fucking life. Yeah. Screw that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I will not, I just will not have it with anyone taking any blame off of that douchebag. So yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He was and the absolute good. worst. Kill, kill. Yeah. He killed himself. Good. He burned like, himself. Whatever. Yeah. So it, that has nothing to do with Jerry. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And never forget, uh, Jerry last season, absolute unredeemable monster. Um, yeah, for sure. And whilst I can understand her actions with regards to Trish, well, Beanie Girl, um, space ellipses, that's weird. <laughs> I'm actually finding Trish, Trish, all caps, more compelling. <laughs> that should character. be a superhero name, Trish. <laughs> yeah, as a character. Space period space. Interesting. Unbelievably, Jerry has gone from my favorite of the living side characters. <laughs> you like a lot of zombie characters? Um, to my least favorite character in the series. Well, thanks for coming around to the right side. <laughs> On another note, is Eric coming back? He seems to have taken up uh-huh. Jerry's previous mantle back when she was interesting of being morally ambiguous but compelling. Yeah. Anyway, I'm off. I must now watch episode nine. Cool. Thanks, okay. Alan. You, you don't have to, Alan. You, you don't. It's not. I must watch it. I must. <laughs> I must. <laughs> don't, must. Don't worry about it. I have things. I, mean, I must. Do. I'm glad that you're enjoying it and you choose to watch it. But I mean, we must. must. <laughs> we must do it because otherwise we yeah. won't get our podcast dollars. What, we tell <laughs> what if he? What if he's gotten himself into some real kooky like a '90s sitcom scenario <laughs> where he has to watch every episode of Jessica Jones by court order? Well, okay. Then you know what? You're right. I don't know the full story behind yeah. the must. So fine. You don't know, Tammy. Fair. You don't Fair. know. Please Fair. don't judge when you don't know. Well, I can't help but judge. That's just what I do. <laughs> Matt, would you like to read an email? Because we have another email yeah. from Alan. Yes, I, I can read it. I promise I won't uh, interject so much with comments about uh, punctuation. <laughs> That's what I'm for. <laughs> Uh, let me pop it in. Unless you misuse uh, an apostrophe, in which case, oh! Yeah, you can be on the lookout. <laughs> it starts with, hey again. Hey again, guys. Hey again. Slightly less enthusiastic about this episode, though it looks like it was a m- more of a transition episode into the final stretch. I did like the fact that we saw several characters actually make a decision, rather than dragging out like nails over a chalkboard or a face. Ooh. I, uh, mm. I wish I could be sad. There, by the way. Yeah, I see. I skipped over that. I didn't oh. feel it was necessary to point that out. <laughs> Don't <worry about> back. <laughs> I wish I could be sad that Dorothy's gone. The actress did a good job playing a manipulative, self-obsessed, abusive helicopter mom. And if anything, it worked too well. The actress is Rebecca De Mornay, so yeah, she's yeah. Let's uh, let's not just say it's the actress, okay? That's Rebecca fucking De Mornay. Yeah, uh, Jessica's also- plotline was for once a bit aggravating. How have we gone from Jessica and Trish being unable to be in a building together to Jessica being willing to sacrifice what is possibly her only chance to stop Salinger? Could have murdered him to save Trish. Ironically, that might be what drives them apart again. I thought the scene where Jessica told Trish was probably the highlight of the episode. Jessica breaking into the lab was also great, featuring the grossest game of the floor is lava ever. It was, it was so gross. It's bubbling up there. Oh! 
it was also great to get Eric back. His scene where he explains the reason for his cynicism is brilliant. I am also happy he chose to finally commit to helping, though it took something terrible to convince him. I do find it funny that unlike Trish or Malcolm, Eric gives away his identity very quickly. And of course, he knows the worst cop in New York. That said, I don't think he's a killer. Mm. Oh, so who would have killed the cop? Does anyone care? Yuri Geller. I think Trish might might finally have been tipped over the edge. There was murder in her eyes in the opening scene. And, <laughs> and also in that before. fancy picture they took of her. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Listen, that was a great shot from the uh, Black Box production of Mother yeah, Courage. <laughs> <laughs> and this was before seeing her mother in the morgue. Jessica throwing away in Trish's mind the chance to convict her mother's killer, which Trish should remember the precedent set by Jessica on that matter, and Jessica working with the guy who's cowardice. You're going to comment on that, Brad? The um, misspelling of who's? Okay. Oh, <laughs> just checking. Ooh. Sorry. Lost Led to her punctuation, yes. Spelling, eh. <laughs> who is cowardice, guy, who's Who cowardice? is cowardice? <laughs> Led to her mother's death. And if Trish has flew off the handle. Nope. Okay. No one connected <laughs> to the case is safe. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot in that piece of a sentence. <laughs> Obviously Salinger, but even Jessica. Eric Costa, or even Jerry's whole law firm, Malcolm included. Now, part of that was my interruption, but I didn't quite follow any of that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't either. Should I reread that? The sentence begins with, and if. Uh, you can reread it if you want. Nope. Okay. Speaking of Malcolm, finally, finally... Like a pouting puppy and quit. That said, his evidence has given Jerry the identity of Trish. What will yeah, Jerry what do with this info? Moron. What a will fucking she... moron. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Stupid. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. Mm, no. Sucks now. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Junkie Malcolm. If he's not <laughs> if he's not going to tell Jerry who Trish is, then why give her the evidence? Yeah. Seriously. What will Jerry do with this info? Will she survive long enough to make it public? No, she falls down the stairwell next episode. And if she does, out Trish, will she survive? <laughs> will she survive? Sounds like a question. Mm. No question mark. No question Meanwhile, mark. Will, she, will, will, will she survive? It's addressed to Will, who's not on the episode this will. week, unfortunately. Will she survive? <laughs> Alan yeah. hates us. <laughs> Meanwhile, in, in third-tier villain land, Jerry's plotline somehow managed to get worse. I don't care about how lovesick she is, or is claiming to be, over Kith. I As think that's key. It's, it's claiming to be. She. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jerry is capable of loving someone. No, I don't. I don't either. As for Laurent reaching out to Jerry, that's the kid's name? Yeah, Laurent. Yes. Oh, brother. Is she genuinely the only great lawyer in the city? What? Is Laurent Leon Page and Stahl headcanon. Marcy also joined Nelson and Murdoch. Ooh, Marcy. <laughs> oh, I like Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. I wish we had Marcy in it. Or Chow and Benowitz. They would love another fuck you to Jerry. Or yeah. Ben Donovan. These are all people I don't know. Ben Donovan, Nerd. yeah, Ben Donovan appears in a lot of them. Chow Benowitz, uh, Jerry's old partners, who were yeah. in uh, last week's episode. A bazillion other lawyers in the Marvel Netflix series. <laughs> she Hulk. Yeah. Well, not yet, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> there are tons of great lawyers in the show. Yeah. It 
just leads to scene after scene of Kith and Jerry standing in a room being awkward. There are so <laughs> many compelling characters I would rather watch at this point. No punctuation. Yeah, if they're not going to have sexy cello time, then no. Yeah. Overall, however, I okay. thought this was a good episode, and I would say that Jessica Jones Season 3 has delivered so far. At this rate, it might even be in the top half of Marvel Netflix series seasons, behind all three seasons of Daredevil, Jessica Jones Season 1, and Punisher Season 1. Mm-hmm. So in the top, so in the middle. Hope you are all well, and wishing I had made the decision to ask to appear earlier. Oh, thanks, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Hope you are well. Awesome. Well, if they bring back the shows on Hulu, will we be there, Tammy, for more podcasts for people to get some? Who knows? Maybe Tammy and I will just be old and tired by then. I mean, we're almost retired now. Seriously. Will also sent us uh, a voicemail from the Big Gay Picnic. Um, If you're all right playing that, Tammy. I'm Will. (laughs) Hey, guys. Sorry I couldn't be the other day. I'm at a picnic right now. Uh, I guess you could call it the Big Gay Picnic. (laughs) Yes. Gathering with me and my friends at a big event. Um, Yeah, so these two episodes, I really like these two episodes. They were really strong. I like the first one better than the second one. Um, So one time we're actually glad that I could just immediately go into the next episode and not have to wait a week. Even though I did, I did in the first episode, I had to pause a minute before I was ready to push play because that ending was so shocking. And I guess I should, how did I not see that they were setting up uh, Dorothy for a death? I mean, they actually made her a little bit likable this episode, so I should have known that something was going to happen to her. But I'm really sad to see uh, her go and... I uh, can't remember the actress who plays Trish. Her acting was really good in that last uh, in the scene where she mm-hmm. discovers her uh, mother's body. Um, and Kyle's just having a baby. Oh, how cute. Um, uh, do we know that he uh, had a male partner? I don't no, know. I don't think so. Uh, oh, God, they got Will. They got Will. Will, no. Damn, ants at the picnic. Will not survive. <laughs> <laughs> Will fell, fell down a stairwell. Why was there a stairwell at the picnic? Mm. Watch your spleen. Uh, do we know that he uh, had a male partner? I don't know. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, really, uh, I was kind of wondering like where things are going to go because it seems like... For example, it seems like things are going to kind of wrap up with the Salinger storyline. Something happens and it gets stretched out longer. And this is what episode nine, so four more to go. Or five more, maybe four more to go. Um, so yeah, interesting to see what's going to happen now and who. Uh, I guess it was Eric that killed the cop. I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't think things are over with uh, Salinger. Uh, I would suck if they were, I think. So I gave the first episode nine and a half out of ten Beanie Girls, and the second episode nine out of ten Wanted Vigilantes. <laughs> Strong episodes. And hopefully I can be there for the next uh, two recordings. Um, I may have to join the last one in progress, but we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, 
will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Will. Will's got lots of big gay events to go to this month. Oh, is that Jeff? Yeah. Um, I only realised, I think, that Costa had a, a male partner when... Um, I can't remember who it was. Someone messaged me after Jessica Jones came out. And a lot of people messaged me assuming I'd seen the whole show, which I hadn't. And, uh, and said, oh my God, I can't believe we finally got to meet Costa's husband. And I was like, oh, I guess he has a husband. Cool. <laughs> oh, did they? I, didn't, I don't remember them ever mentioning, but that's cool. Uh, in one of the either episode one or two, it's Jessica in bar. He says, uh, "I've got to go home. You know, my husband will be mad." Um, and then there's another time when. Oh, that, yes, you're right. There was, and then um, I think I yeah when we mentioned it and I said to you guys, "Oh, we yeah we get to meet him." Yeah. I yeah, liked I him. So. Hopefully, he'll turn up again. Yeah. We'll see and them with dead. their and not dead. No. We'll see them with their little adopted child. Oh. He lost his job. I also. Yeah, damn it, Jessica. That's the thing, it's like, I don't think Jessica realized, like, okay, she was saving Trish, but she fucked herself by, like, not killing Salinger, and also she fucked Acosta. Yeah. Like, he's, she's screwing up his life by letting the poop lava <laughs> happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said poop like a two-year-old. Okay, whatever. Oh, I love it. Uh, awesome. Well, that was it for this week. Um, Matt and Brad, thank you so much for joining us, as always, for the last time. Aww. 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 I, I just want to say about this show, I, I'm enjoying it, but I, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this is the last season of the show, and this is the best they can do. I like, think... Really, um, like, this is the best plot, like, this is the best pacing, like, they... they do you mean, of, do you mean the last that. series of Jessica Jones, or the last Netflix... The last, series. the last, yeah, the last of, of it all, especially the last season of Jessica Jones. Like mm. while they were making this, why why didn't they be? I don't know. Try harder. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I, I mean, I think it makes sense with their where they seem to be going with the Trish storyline. It's what they've set up, and the kind of Salinger as a villain suits that. Yeah, um, I, I think it gives them more time to like deal to take care of all the character stuff. If they don't have to, you know, build up a, a crazy supervillain with wacky powers and do a whole origin for that. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get, like, an episode detailing Salinger's origin or if it's sort of too late in the series now. I, I feel like we we semi-got enough of that when we learned about Nathan. Yeah. I think that yeah. was enough. I don't think we need any more Salinger backstory. We learned about Because we brother. learned a lot. Yeah, we learned a lot about him and in the episode where he's talking to Eric and saying mm-hmm. saying about his backstory, and the episode where Jessica goes back to his hometown. I think yeah, that was Yeah, true. Enough. True. Yeah, you're right. We don't get to see little Salinger with a helicopter hat. No. Oh, God, that would be the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> it's me, little Greg. Mm. Uh, Matt, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Hooplecast. That's my podcast about Deadwood. We recently covered the Deadwood movie. And after we finish that, we're going to be talking about first episodes of HBO television shows. So the next one to talk about is Luck and The Newsroom. Ooh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Mm. It's a 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me a give me a bell when you get to sharp objects. Uh, yes, Claire. I know I'm reminding you like a year in advance, but yeah, I want it. Cool. Uh, Brad, what about you? What have you been podcasting about lately? Who 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 are these awesome co-hosts of yours I've heard about? Um, because you, uh, there's a real Brad podcast out there. It's called. Uh, Village Fashion Center uh, <laughs> featuring Tammy and Claire. We're Yay. talking about The Prisoner. We're now talking about the 2009 Prisoner, which people hate for some reason, but it's kind of a wacky fun time. Yeah. yeah. If you don't it watch it as The Prisoner, almost like, you know, you're not comparing it too much to the original, it's just like a wacky fun show. Yeah. And it might secretly all be about 9 11. Uh, yes. We don't know yet. We haven't seen it. It's on YouTube. Brad, Check it Brad out. Brad is hoping so. Claire is not. And I'm just like, what else? <laughs> Guys, it's, it's a secret 9-11 first realm, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm just hoping Jim Caviezel wakes up before the show finishes. Yeah. Um, also, you can hear me on the Ramjack podcast. Uh, we're currently celebrating Christmas in July. Uh, we just did an episode on, on a Christmas episode of Mr. Ed. Um, which was bizarre, and we are also talking about cake recipes for some reason. I don't know. It's a it's it's a fun time. Check it out. Awesome, cool. And Tammy, anything you want to promote that Pratt hasn't? <laughs> um, I guess the uh, only other one is our True True Crime podcast, which is absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. And uh, yeah, so that we record only once a month. Um, but catch up if you haven't listened, because we we cover crimes that no other true true crime podcast out there covers. So yeah, where else are you going to hear about the Pennywise the Clown murders? Yeah, yeah. What an asshole in a in a courtroom. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, I mean we're we're the lawyers that Jessica Jones really needs on her seriously side. <laughs> seriously. Should have called us. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well. Brad and Matt, one of you or both of you gets to take us out with an Excelsior. It's the best part. You can choose. <laughs> I'll throw this one to Brad. Oh. I'll throw it to you. Um, He's got more pep than I do. Yeah, put some pep in your step, Brad. <laughs> Alright, um... Six out of Lipsy's Excelsior! Yay! <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye! Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!